everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Brandon Chowan. And joining me this week, as always, we have Ash Collins and Chris Ranson. Gentlemen, thanks for being here again this week. Chris, didn't go out to the bar before the show. I'm a little disappointed in you. Well, you know, can't do it every time. <laughs> uh, Ash, what the hell did you do this week? Uh... Getting caught up on video games. Um, yeah, one of the things. Decided to torture myself by uh, starting another franchise in um, Madden 15. Um, okay. I I found a someone I went through and redid all the teams so that they actually have their current roster on them. Um, oh, gotcha. And then I fired Rex Ryan from the Jets and hired him for the Bills and yeah. <laughs> and going from there. Um, I got. I'm working on a Shadowrun Dragon, or not Shadowrun Dragonfall, Shadowrun Hong Kong review. I'm about three or four hours into that. Is uh, that PC only? Yes. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's really good, really well done turn-based strategy RPG uh, with a lot of really good characters and storyline going on with it. I like that a lot. Awesome. Um, and then uh, watched Fear the Walking Dead Sunday, uh, which I really liked. Thought the characters were pretty good. The pacing in the show is good. They, 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 what you expect out of The Walking Dead, they kind of turn it on its head a little bit for the first episode. Okay. Uh, like the different things that you know would normally happen in a Walking Dead episode don't necessarily happen the same way, but you kind of get similar results. It was interesting. Now this takes place at the beginning of the outbreak in California, right around the West Coast, right? Yep, L.A. I think. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I forgot about it. I missed it. I was watching uh, something else at the same time, and so I'll have to catch the replay that I'm sure they'll play, so then I can I can uh, finish the rest of the series. You said it's only a uh, the rest of the season, rather. You said it's only a six episode run. Yep. Yeah, the first season's only six episodes because they weren't sure how it would do. Wow. What about you, Chris? Did you watch that one? I did. I didn't really care for it too much. No. Kind of boring. I didn't, I hated all the characters, so I kind of wanted them to die. <laughs> now, you're not a fan of the original Walking Dead, though, are you? The first season's good, and then it okay. just goes into boredom. Nothing happens. Some zombies show up. People die. Wash and repeat every episode. I don't know. I've got to disagree with you there. I, I mind you, I'm not caught up. I'm only like halfway through the third season, or no, fourth season, I think. But I love it from what I've seen thus far. I couldn't even start season five. I tried like six times through the premiere episode and just gave up <laughs> what else ash uh that's pretty much it just okay between work and stuff it's just been, yeah. yeah i did not get nearly enough details about your madden franchise so have you started it yet have you started playing any games yet i am fifth fifth game in the season okay I think. And what's undefeated the there it is so i like to yeah of course, every other team in my division is undefeated except for the Dolphins who are getting the shit kicked out of them. They're 0-4 <laughs> oh oh now. Yeah, I was just like, wow. Oh, boy. And that's with Indomitian, too. So. Right. Jeez Louise. <laughs> well, that's okay, because Tannehill is like a fumble machine. I think I caused, like, when I played him the second game of the season, I think I caused him to fumble like seven times. <laughs> So it's just like ridiculous. I was like, okay. Wow. That's awesome. What about you, uh, whatever your name is? Not Ash. <laughs> just kidding. 
What about you, Chris? Just because I don't play a fucking Madden. Yeah, exactly. Who are you again? You're talking. I don't even know what you're all talking about. I'm like, this is just too stupid for me. I'm just going <laughs> to stare at my phone. Um, uh, let's see. I went and saw Sinister 2 today. And yeah. It was terrible. It's just so disappointing that you say that. I fell asleep a little bit in the beginning because it was so boring. Did you like the first one? It's okay. Okay. See, I haven't seen the first one. I thought the second one looked interesting. First one's... First, I love the first one. The first one was just on sci-fi. I think the first one was just too predictable, like, with its outcomes and where it it's going, but it has... It actually has... It has tension, mm-hmm. and I liked the murder videos. And then the second one, it's basically Children of the Corn. Hmm. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of that series, like, quality-wise. Oh, boy. But the Oof. snuff films kind of suck, except for the last one, because they're all pretty much the exact same thing. Right. Each time you see it. And, and the last one's a little different and kind of cool. I don't even but love the first one, so. It's not even, it's not creepy, it's not, it just has lame jump scares. I don't know. It did nothing for me. Um, oh, I've been binge watching Girl Meets World, because I'm such a loser. <laughs> It's on Netflix, so watching that. Uh, it's pretty good. We watched the first few episodes, and Bridget kept watching it, but I just haven't gotten back to it. But I mean, it's it's a good show. Uh, the the nerdy kid Forkle Furkle, yeah, just has me laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, every episode. He is good. Um, but I I rented Until Dawn on the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and and I would play a chapter of that, and then I would watch an episode <laughs> of Girl Meets World. <laughs> Yeah. And I play a chapter, and it was my first platinum trophy. After awesome! About Congrats! Twelve hours of playing. <laughs> so, and about, I think I ended up having to play through it four times. Wow! Because I fucked up and picked the wrong option, mm. and it required a fourth playthrough. <laughs> Jeez! So just three. Because <laughs> I mean, the game is great and all, but if you think about it cheats along the way oh okay there's two characters that have to make it to the end they can't die oh literally can't die and even if you try to kill them (laughs) Hmm. it'll just cut the black (laughs) oh gotcha it it kind of edits its way out of it okay so you can miss portions of the game but what was cool is it has this butterfly effect. So something you can do at one point in a game can affect something later on. Mm-hmm. And it, it always kind of warns you and gives you hints. But there's only one. There's one butterfly effect that will lead to a character's death later on. Only one. Okay. And there's a trophy linked to it, which is why I had to play my second game. Oh, gotcha. Start back at like by, before the midway point. Because once you beat the game, you unlock a chapter select. Oh, okay. But the chapters if you if you're jumping through chapter select it always uses your first playthrough of the game so if you make it to the last chapter with everyone alive they're still going to be alive if you reselect the last chapter gotcha so just make sure you hit continue if you're because once you if you do like chapter five and you start killing off people Mm -hmm. then they're dead as long as you keep hitting continue (laughs) so and the game's vicious. Like, if someone dies, it, it auto-saves before you know that they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're screwed. Because <laughs> one, one person on Twitter accidentally killed off a character really early by mistake. 
he said he like sneezed or was scratching his nose and missed the QTE and they died. Jeez. <laughs> like that kind of sucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was struggling to kill everyone off. I'm like, ah, oh, this is so hard to do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a great game. I know you played it briefly. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. Woohoo! It's... Do you still have it? No, because uh, I knew I wasn't going to play it tonight, so I didn't want to pay three bucks because I was getting ready for the podcast, so I didn't want to pay another three bucks. But so I took it back, and I'll get it again. But uh, yeah, I mean, I it's off. it's great. I don't jump at horror. I mean, well, I do, but not nearly as much at horror movies anymore. And uh, this game, I'm fucking, it's like I've never watched a horror film in my life, <laughs> and I'm just jumping at everything. It's embarrassing. My wife, Bridget's sitting next to me, and like I've almost hit her like four times just from jumping and like almost hitting her with the controller. And so it just scares the hell out of me. I don't know why, but it's just really fucking well done. I love it. It's did awesome. You, did you use motion control or no? Oh, hell no. I hate motion controls. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently this game used to be a move exclusive. On oh, PlayStation God. 3. That's horrible. Like, looking, because I was watching a video of it earlier today. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff is exactly the same. There's yeah. only, it looked like, it did a little more of the saw stuff in it. Oh, okay. Because there, there's like a clip that's not in the game of this guy, like chained, and I guess being ripped into like five pieces. Mm. But that doesn't happen. Okay. Unless I missed it, but I don't think I did. <laughs> but some of the dialogue's funny. Um, I know since you're halfway through, and it's not even a spoiler, but. You have the fight in the cabin when you first get there. Yeah. Uh, Between the two girls. Right. But when I first did it, I made Matt a complete douche. And was like, back the fuck off my woman. Oh, okay. So I did. fight between the girls never happened in my game. Oh, okay. Because the two guys get into a fight. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So then when I replayed it, because I missed an item or something after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the two girls fighting, and it was hysterical. <laughs> just the dialogue was just great. Yeah. And then later on, through a certain chain of events, you can trigger the scene with Emily that is just like I peed myself laughing. <laughs> she basically like it was very reminiscent of a uh, um, Sydney slapping Gale. Oh, okay. It was, it was very much like that. That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But it's a fun game. Just if, if you think about the way it all works, it kind of just ruins it. Because mm-hmm. they, they really don't want you to kill people off, and there's certain, which kind of sucks. I, I thought it was going to be something a little different. Okay. I thought, thought there would be more ways that you could accidentally kill someone off, but they're all pretty mm. obvious and apparent. Mm-hmm. Except for the butterfly one. Okay. Which I don't want to ruin. Right. You finish the game. I don't know. I'll give you the hint okay <laughs> sounds good yeah i love the character models because they're like identical to their real life actor and that's awesome like hayden pantier and then yeah. the guy with the strange eyes whose name i don't know but josh who's very recognizable yeah he's on mr robot ah yeah he is main and character I, there. I don't like him like no. in the game he's fine but yeah i don't like him in other things mm-hmm I find him weird and irritating. So, <laughs> but he does really good in this. He's kind of that like goofy, weird guy. Right, right. But what I liked about Until Dawn is you 
you kind of hate everybody, so you kind of want to kill them off. Mm-hmm. But they're just likable enough, depending on how you're playing. Because <laughs> I, I read on Twitter, someone was complaining because they're like, I wish you couldn't hunt for the collectibles and stuff. It takes away from the game. And I'm thinking, the whole reason the game's taking me longer and I'm being more immersed with it is because I'm walking around and I'm looking at this. Because that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're trying to figure things out as you're moving along. You can just go running willy-nilly around the place. See, I'm kind of on the opposite. Like, the in Chapter 5, there's a part where you have to uh, run around this area, basically, and try to find a, a key card. And that was the only part where the game slowed down for me, because I just... This is why I don't play a lot of non-sports games, just because I don't want to have to go search everywhere. Like, that's not fun to me. I just you tell me where to go, to and I'll search. go. <laughs> I had to search... Because I fucking missed where it was. It was right where I was at the end, and then I didn't turn. To, like You didn't the hear the thumping? <laughs> I did, and I thought I got it, but I didn't. And so I went all the way back to the damn beginning and had it to me for fucking ever. I was like, yeah. god damn it. This is what I hate about video games. Just show me the way. Did you do anything with the dog? Yes. Okay. I did. I was. It was a fortunate mistake on my part. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I highly recommend the game. Like I said, I'm I'm on chapter six now. The therapy sessions in between each chapter are very interesting. I need to see where those go. But yeah, I don't know. Did you say you hated spiders? Because I said I hated spiders. I did say I hate spiders, yes. And um, at one point, because it, it intersects everything that you say into mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, that's yeah. That's but later on, you'll see that he has a jar on his desk yep. <laughs> inside this giant tarantula. Bridget pointed that out. But like, if you if you see hate roaches, you'll see him like crawling around the screen once in a while. And if you say you hate rats, you'll see him scurrying around like the locations and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's what they said. Like, it's not. Um, it probably won't. If you look, somebody on Twitter I was following, I follow. I can't remember who it was. Said like. It won't necessarily go down if you look back on it in, you know, five, ten years from now. It won't be an, you know, an excellent game that we all remember. But it'll be one of the first games where decision-making was this effective on this level. And uh, I think that could definitely be the case. But, I mean, I really enjoy it. It's it's basically a slightly more action-y Walking Dead that doesn't feel quite as point-and-click. Okay, yeah. Because Walking Dead's full of those kind of... I mean, it's just like Heavy Rain. Right, but it's not, but it is. It, it, yeah, I mean, I what, think it's very much like Heavy Rain. What's funny is the order plays exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah, but it has like weird stealth missions hmm. and long bouts of walking with nothing. Oh. Like there's no atmosphere. <laughs> Speaking of long walking, that mm-hmm. cabin... <laughs> was like 750 fucking miles away from the main house. I felt like I was walking for days to get to a cabin that was supposed to be right down the road. That yeah, was I thought it was just going to be like across the field. Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. The cabin's right over here. I'm like, oh, this will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Three chapters later, we finally get there. Were you successful in getting the nookie? Or... No, that you can? God damn it. Now I want to go back. Well, you, you don't... It, it's very vague on everything yeah but you can tell i liked because in my second playthrough i was just mm-hmm. a total dick to her <laughs> i mean sure i like scared her by the water i did that and i think i shouldn't have but i did yeah you probably shouldn't have yeah i figured that's what kind of screwed me later on so is she still alive for you 
Or did you kill her no. off? She's dead as a doornail. Really? Yep. Like her jaw was missing or no? Um, I don't remember. Oh, okay. There's only one way you can kill her. That's if you fail some QTEs along the way. Yeah, those. that's the wonder between Heavy Rain. The QTEs are much more difficult. Like yeah. I was having a hell of a time. They're going so damn fast. And then all of a sudden one will just pop up out of fucking nowhere. And it's like, oh, shit. But Someone I follow on Twitter was all like, those games suck. I don't understand why people like them. It's like, because they're fun. They're story. I like story. <laughs> yeah, like that's the, exactly. I just want to, <laughs> I don't care. It's just like Heavy Rain. Like there was no real like, you know, I, it was hard to not beat the game. You know what I mean? Which is fine by me. I don't want to pay it for play it for 70 hours and maybe get to a finish. Like just yeah. give me the story. I want to get to the end. Just why Heavy Rain is one of the very few games that I actually beat. Uh, I loved Heavy Rain. I did that too. Plot twist. Ugh. Bridget loved it too, which is why I got her to watch Until Dawn. So now she's watching me play through Until Dawn. Does she like it or? Yeah, she does. Funsies. Anything else this week? No, I think that was it. All right. I was kind of sick all week, so. Oh, gotcha. In and out. That's why I didn't finish watching Girl Meets World. I like passed mm-hmm. out at like five thirty yesterday. Oh, jeez. I didn't even work yesterday. I was off. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. And then I curled up with a blanket, even though it's like, you know, 90 degrees outside. <laughs> and then passed out. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, this week, I didn't read any comic books this week. I guess I've reached my goal. And so that's going to take take itself to the back burner a little bit now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I read the new Fight Club issue. And it was so bad that I'm just ditching the entire yeah, series. Right. That's what I was reading on Twitter. Just, it's so nothing happens. It's just this big hot mess of blah. <laughs> and the creator, Chuck Palahniuk, the writer of like, you know, the original Fight Club and the writer of this comic book has written himself in it. It's Stephen King's Dark Towers all over again. Because hmm. now like they call him up. <laughs> the characters call him on the phone and are like, uh, we need you to change this. What? I'm like, this is so fucking retarded. I can't even. <laughs> Like, this is not Fight Club. This is something too stupid. And it started off really good. Like, the first two issues were good. The third issue, I was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Because none of this makes sense. And then this one was like, this is still retarded, and I just don't get it. (laughs) Done. That and paying $4 an issue, and then going on Dark Horse's website and seeing that they do have it digitally. Oh. With their app, and it's only $2 an issue. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were on sale already. Ah, oh, I also read a uh, Invaders M issue too, which was okay. fan fucking fantastic. That's good. It's hysterical. That's it. That's it. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went. Um, I went to the doctors on Friday, and I had to wear this. I had a. They like took all these blood tests and shit, and I'll find out, you know, how I'm dying next next Friday. But, um, yes. I, yeah, I did this heart monitor thing I had to do for 24 hours. That was a pain in the ass. Aren't you a little young to have a heart monitor? <laughs> it was it was just to see because they did like a I don't know, EKG or some shit in the office, but because I've been having like weird like heart palpitations, they wanted to just do a heart monitor for twenty four hours to see if they could pick up anything there that they didn't pick up on the EKG. And so we'll see we'll see what happened, but yeah, that sucked. Fortunately, I had a short day at work that day, so it all worked out. But did you have to shave off your chest hair to put it all on? No, did not, and. Fuck me, that hurt taken off. <laughs> uh, I watched the unauthorized Full House story. 
Oh, dear God. Yes, that I did. Why would you do that to yourself? I love Full House. Yeah, exactly. So why would you do that to yourself? And oh my God. I mean, it was, it's, it's horrible. Like the acting was just dreadful. The, there was no tension in the story whatsoever. The only tension in the entire story was, is, is, uh, what's his name? Danny Tanner, Bob Saget going to leave or is he going to stay? And he threatens to leave a couple of times and then stays. And then they go through the whole series. It's just like, why are you, why are you giving us this in a movie? Because there's nothing, there's no tension here that you're presenting behind the scenes. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was so stupid, but they have Jody Sweden doing meth in the corners. It didn't have anything exciting. Oh, that's lame. I know. I want to see young teenage girls doing meth. Yeah, no, not that. wrong with this? Look somewhere else, because it ain't in the unauthorized Full House story, I'll tell you that. Damn it. Yeah. Read Us Weekly or something. (laughs) But uh, as much as I didn't like it, we ended up watching the whole thing. Even though I was like five minutes in, I was like, Bridget, like this ain't going to work. Like, I'm not going to last. But we ended up watching the whole thing. I did laugh a few times, so there was that. And... uh, I don't know. I just I like the th- I like the three main characters: David Coulier, Bob Saget, and John Stamos. I like them even more now when I watch Full House because we just watched it before the podcast, and I like them more now than I did before. Even though I always loved them, but I don't know. It's just fun to see their like story together, even though it was incredibly you know bland. It was still interesting. So but are they in it? No, no, none of the actors from the original are in the movie about them. Yeah. Did you know Dave Coulier dated Alanis Morissette? I did not. Let's see. Full of useless information. It was not in the goddamn movie. So it didn't happen. I don't believe you. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. And so I traded in a like boatload of games to GameStop. And so I got Madden 16 and then I paid off NHL 16 for when that comes out. But I am fucking like really pissed about Madden, which I, I mean, I should have known. Well, didn't this happen last year? <laughs> when does it not happen? But like, I they the developers have the developers have told people don't start a franchise because it's back to it's back to being called the franchise mode again. Don't start franchise mode until the first patch. But we're not going to tell you when the first patch is coming. It's just going to be here within the next six weeks. And so it's like, are you fucking serious? Like, I paid sixty dollars to play this game, and the only reason I fucking buy Madden is to play the franchise mode. I paid sixty dollars. I have to wait. X amount of weeks, some random amount of weeks before I can actually play it. Because if I start it now, then players literally disappear off your team. They'll disappear, and then other players will have ratings over a hundred. Like it's just so fo- so fucked up. You can't even play it. It's it's broken. Like wow, it just blows my fucking mind. I paid sixty dollars to play the game when it came out, and the main reason I play it, ninety percent of the reason I I bought it, I can't even fucking use. So why don't you just return it? I was going to. But then I was like, draft champions. I'm going to try draft champions. I don't have PlayStation Plus anymore. In order to play draft champions, you have to fucking have PlayStation Plus. I'm like... Because it's online? Yeah. Yeah. But you play it solo. That's what kills me. (laughs) Like, why the fuck do I have to have PS Plus to play it? I I just... I don't get it. And so I did like the two-day trial and tried draft champions. Which draft champions is a really cool mode. Like, it was like 15 rounds. You draft one of three random players that pop up on the screen to create this, like, fantasy team. And then you have to play four games to win the draft champions mode. And you can keep doing it over and over again. It's a really cool mode, but I don't have PS Plus, so after tonight, I can't play it. But, like, I'm sure the same thing's happening in NHL 16, but, like, I just... 
I have to have my sports game fixed. That's just the way it is. But wasn't Madden 15 broken as well when it first came out? No, I was able to play it the day I bought it when it came out. That was the thing I noticed about Until Dawn. It had no update. <laughs> Nothing. The game worked out of the box, had like a two-minute install, mm-hmm. and it never glitched once. Yeah, I was surprised. I put it in. And I was like, there's no way it's done installing already. I was like looking. I was like, well, I don't see anything, so I'm going to install Madden. <laughs> but it was done. I was like, wow. And there's like no load times. R- yeah. I, I think they just used that previously on. Yeah, exactly. Which got a little old after. Yeah, but it's cool because if you leave it and come back to it, I mean, I appreciate that. They did that, and I think it was the little bit I played a Battlefield Hardline. I started playing that. I played like two or three chapters into that, and I think that was that game that they did that in, and I really like that. Just because if you if you leave it like I do for a week, two, three weeks at a time, you come back to it, and it's awesome. But if you're obviously, you know, rushing through it, then it's a little different. I didn't even rush. I took my time. I found almost everything. I missed five things. And then going back through with an actual list of where the items were. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? It was like right there, like a shining beacon. <laughs> Literally. I also watched SummerSlam on Sunday. That's what I was doing instead of watching Fear the Walking Dead, which I completely forgot about. And SummerSlam was fun. I haven't watched any wrestling for like the past two months. But my buddy was having a SummerSlam. He was hosting SummerSlam, so I went to go watch, and it was fun. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar was awesome until the very end. But I don't understand what you're speaking of. Nobody does. That's why I won't spend too much time talking about it. How about SmackDown is on sci-fi? Because we were watching... we Because I couldn't find Sinister on anything streaming. Yeah. So I had to just tell Jeff what happens mm-hmm. so we could see Sinister 2. And then we get home and turn on fucking sci-fi and Sinister's on. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, there was a preview for SmackDown, and I'm like, why is SmackDown on sci-fi? Yeah, it's been there for years now. That they used to have sense. ECW on sci-fi, but then they got rid of ECW, and so I guess they just wanted to put something over there. So they did sci-fi, uh, SmackDown. I don't know. I haven't watched a SmackDown in fucking... Four years, three years, I don't know. It's the shit show of the two. Anyway, because I don't think our loyal listeners care about wrestling. They might. (laughs) It's always possible. All right, so I am excited because we are going to do a new segment on the podcast, which I know the gang is just super excited to do. I just tossed this on them before we started recording. Ash hasn't even seen the movie that this scene is from, but that's totally fine because it doesn't matter. What we're going to do is instead of playing a clip from a from a scene from a random movie, I found the script from a scene in a random movie and we are going to act it out. So this is our voice actors anonymous segment. And what's cool about it is you get to hear our shitty acting on air. But just like with the last giveaway, you also can win something with this. So, again, just like last time, if you know what scene this poorly acted uh, dialogue is from. Hey, now you're judging our acting before we even do it. I know, I know. It could be That's amazing. Right. It could We've be. Had zero run throughs. <laughs> it's true. Who knows? This could be fucking magical. And I apologize. You're right. I apologize for that. But the person, uh, anyone who's able to correctly identify where this is from, send me an email at contact at cinefessions.com or hit me up on Twitter at Simon1 or at cinefessions with a DM. And give me the right answer. And then I'll put all the correct answers into a drawing and randomly choose a winner on next week's episode. What you're going to win this week is a double feature of Death Race and Death Race 2 on Blu-ray. These are one case, but two separate Blu-rays. 
And these are fun films, so you get both of them. And this is open to anyone. I'm going to regret saying that, I'm sure, because it's going to cost me like 30 bucks to ship it to somebody if they went overseas. But whatever, I'm going to try it this one time to see. This is going to be open to anybody. I don't care where you live. As long as I can ship it to you, send me, it, uh, send me an entry and you'll be uh, entered to win. All right? Okay. So let me pull up my script. I'm so excited about this. All right. We already know who our characters are. We do. Oh, yeah. We do. <laughs> Right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for this? No, but I suppose you're going to have us do it anyway. Oh, goddamn right. All right. I'm excited. Here we go. You didn't used to play baseball, did you? Shit, I know you. You're Merrill Hess. I was there the day you hit that 507-footer over the left field wall. Set the record. Man, that thing had a motor on it. It's still the record, right? Got the bat at home on the wall. You've got two minor league home run records, don't you? Five. Why weren't you in the pros making stacks of cash and getting your toes licked by beautiful women? Because he has another record most people don't know about. He has the minor league strikeout record. Hello, Lionel. Merrill's class A screw-up. He would just swing that bat as hard as he could every time. Didn't matter what the coaches said. Didn't matter who was on base. He would just whip that bat right through the air as hard as he could. Look like a lumberjack chopping down a tree. Merrill here has more strikeouts than any two players. You really got the strikeout record? Felt wrong not to swing. And scene. Wow. That's that's brilliant. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. So if you know what I'm so excited about this, if you know what scene or ah, if you know what film that scene is from, Send me an email at contact at cinefessions.com or hit me up on Twitter through a DM at cinefessions or at Simon1 with the correct answer. And all the correct answers will be put into a random drawing to win the Death Race and Death Race 2 Blu-ray double feature. Thank you, guys. I feel a little bit closer to all, all of you now. So thank you for that. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the reason we are here to review episode nine of the Scream TV series entitled... The Dance. First thing of note. Did you guys see who directed this episode? No. No, I didn't. I didn't look to see who directed it. Ty motherfucking West directed this episode. Uh-oh. House of the Devil, Sacrament Innkeepers, amongst others. I love Ty West. I loved House of the Devil and the Sacrament. I have not seen Innkeepers yet, but... It's... Yeah. Just because I've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks, I'm going to make note. I thought this was a better previously on segment than it was last week. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I barely remember the episode. so Which is incredibly disappointing. It's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow my load early here and just say uh, it. I fucking love this episode. I think this was the what? strongest episode uh, of the past since episode three. No. Absolutely. Nothing happens. Lots happens. Actually, no. a bunch happened. It's yeah. all set up for the last episode. Exactly. Kind of annoying. But at the same time, a whole bunch of different stuff happens. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. A lot of stuff I didn't care about because I'm like, nope, if you're redoing Scream right now, right this second, out. I'm not sure what you mean, but I'm sure I'll understand as we go on. All right, so the episode starts off one year ago at the Lakewood County Municipal Records building. and, And a black figure is walking through the halls and he... Runs to the back. He gets somehow gets into this building. The the security guard is reading a, a comic book or a magazine or something. 
and he gets to the back and he's going through the records and he pulls out the, the mask that we've all come to know as the Brandon James mask throughout this whole series. And he turns and looks at the camera. So that's our opening scene. Any thoughts on that opening at all? That the thief build is none of the two people that they're screaming is the killer at the end of the episode. I thought just pointing. I thought the thief could have been with his build. It kind of looked like Noah to me, honestly, is what I thought. Small. Uh, wait, which which thief are we talking about here? Uh, at the very beginning of the episode, the black figure that runs and steals the Brandon James mask from the uh, municipal records building. We, my wife and I talked about this, and uh, we actually think that uh, it could be female. Uh, yeah, especially because if the thief, if the thief is the same person who's the one later on in the episode who attacks the guy, mm-hmm. definitely female because of the way they're attacking the guy. Okay, I like it. I like it. None of that goes with what they're setting up at the end of the episode, which I'm sure is just a red herring, but it's still. It pissed him at your ears, and I was like, done. But we'll get there. So Piper Shaw is recording a special Halloween podcast, and, and she reports the fact that the mask was stolen a year, or was reported missing, I think is what she says, a year ago, but it was, or not reported, I'm sorry. The mask was taken a year ago, but it was never reported for whatever reason. And so um, then it jumps to Branson being interrogated by HUD. And he shows him the knife. He asks him why he says, I don't know what that is, you know, or how, where that's from. And then we find out that Olivia Finley was the girl he was dating when he was named Seth Palmer. And we also find out that she was also found murdered, which I think was interesting. But then Branson lawyers up. This is new information, right? Like, I don't remember finding out that the girl that he was dating previously was murdered. I think they said that last, whatever episode it was, when they like, found out his name. I just knew that she was a, like another former, like a student of his or whatever. At I think, was it at some small college or something like that? But I just don't remember the fact that she was murdered. But I think, I don't know, that adds a little bit of intrigue to it to, for me. Um, so then we get Emma and Brooke driving in the car talking about, you know, oh, I can't believe it's Branson. And Brooke is clearly not so certain that it's Branson, but Emma is. Um, and then we get the another press conference from HUD. And he's again certain that they have their man and so they're gonna have the halloween dance he should never ever (laughs) ever fucking utter those words i know ever again what's he say later in the episode he's something it's something like we're not gonna have another rachel something on my or another riley on my hands i'm like what are you fucking talking about will just got killed two episodes ago how is that not on your hands well because it didn't happen at his police station well Can I just say it's weird that they're going to have Brooke stay with Jake? <laughs> I I agree. I don't know why the hell she was staying with Jake and not Emma. That's I actually wrote that down. Like it didn't make sense to me why that would be the case. But so what is there what's next? Oh, and then uh Piper is one of like the re- reporters listening into the press conference and she basically questions him or we go outside and then Hud's smoking and she comes up to him and questions him and says, you know, the killer's going to come there to that dance like that's perfect breeding ground for him and he basically just tells her to fuck off he says you know i'm doing my best what are you doing actually he says something along the lines of i'm doing my best and then he walks away and starts to go inside and then he comes back and says what are you doing and i thought that was really <laughs> that was some awkward direction i don't know why he wouldn't have just said that whole thought and then left but I don't know, it was just strange to me anyway we have J- jake showing brooke her new room at his house and Brooks on Vicodin, 
Yay, Vicodin. Her cut looked lame. <laughs> you didn't like it, it? When she when she first exposed it, yes, but later on it looked much better. Yeah, but she sh- she's showing it off. It just looked it looked like it was a month old cut. <laughs> That's a good point. It, it did look older than it was, yeah. It of course, apparently it's October. This whole time I thought we were still like in August. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sense of time. Right. So we all, the next big thing that we find out is that Maggie has ordered a paternity test for Branson. And so we're going to find out one way or another for sure if Branson is, you know, her child, essentially. And so uh, Emma, at this point, Emma's trying to convince her mom to let her go talk to Branson, which, you know, she says, basically, if he's the killer, then when I go in there, he's going to he's going to give some sort of reaction. So we'll know. And so, apparently she agreed because the next scene, Emma is going into the interrogation room. Which is the worst, second, second to worst lit interrogation room in cinema history. The first <laughs> would be the one in Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight <laughs> film. Yeah. yeah. I did like that they at least chained him to the table when before she walked in. I thought that was good police work for a change. They would yeah. not even let her in. Well, <laughs> any real police station would be like, uh, no, we're not going to let you in with a rapist, serial killer. They show later on, though, that they were trying to use her to, you know, invoke some sort of response from him because they show them watching on the security cam footage. And he's like, he's not taking the bait or something along those lines. But I liked when Emma walked in. Branson goes, hello, Emma, which is the title of the first episode. I like that. Or no, title of the second episode. I think the first episode was called Pilot. But anyway, the actor of. Mr. Branson said that was his favorite scene in the entire filming of Scream. Strange. Like, I don't know why he was acting like a creeper the entire time. Like, if he's not the killer, like, why was he acting like such a douchebag the whole time and acting like a creeper? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't. Nothing makes sense in this show. Nothing. Just like Jake. He is the worst, not only the worst written character on a TV show ever, but he's the worst acted. So the combination is just... I, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know how he got that gig. No idea. Yeah. He must have slept with somebody. <laughs> That's the only answer. So the next thing we get bra- Brooke in her bra and panties again, which I don't mind at all. And she notices a light turn on in her laptop. Oh, wait, wait. I do have to point out in this scene, mm-hmm. she's just cut and got stitches. And the hospital would have told her, no showering for like a couple of days at oh, least. Yeah. And it's like the next day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, maybe she wrapped like a bread wrapper or something around her arm. So it wouldn't get wet. Right. She has to stay fresh. You never know what kind <laughs> of guy's going to go down there. <laughs> and so, uh, she runs over to the computer and turns it off. And then we get, uh, Noah, Emma and Audrey talking at the coffee house. And Emma basically is telling him that she thinks that Branson is her mom's son. So her, whatever that would be, half-brother, step-brother, half-brother. But he's so old. <laughs> That's so, something like, I, I don't get why they think that, because there's no way he'd fit the age range. We said last week that he would be around 21, which he would be around there. But if Brandon James knew his son before he was, you know, presumed dead, it would she would have had to have the kid before 1994. So he could be a a year, maybe two older than, you know, could be 22, 23, but still. But they they specified when they had sex, though. 
and it was when they had that fight that then led into the killings. But they don't say when the fight was. I thought it was implied it was like like that day, or I, I just assumed I guess that it was all because they, they pretty much imply without saying it. I don't, I don't know. I didn't get that. But I don't think I. I don't know because they say in this episode, the grandma talks. Who would be the grandma? Cassie James talks about the fact that Brandon loved his son and he used to love that song. And so that means they must have spent time together playing that song before he was presumed dead, which was in like in what was like the middle of or no, it had to be around Halloween of 1994, I guess. That doesn't make sense either because she went away because like, he was presumed dead. Mm-hmm. And that's why she claims she went away, but it was really because she was pregnant with his baby. So you could believe that either Brandon James isn't dead. And I thought it was like the neighbor or something. Just some crazy lady. I just wrote her down as crazy lady. No, it was it was Brandon James's mom. Uh, yeah, Cassie James is her name. I love that no one like like we're nine episodes in and now we're just like, maybe we should interview the family members. Yeah, or... I know. That's what I put down too. It's like, how does this character go undiscovered throughout nine episodes of a ten episode season? doesn't make sense to me, especially with someone of such importance or could be of such importance. Uh, and the fact that they said it was a son, because I don't know. I, I don't think either of those options work that they're saying. The one makes no sense. <laughs> age you're talking? Branson with the age? No, the other one. Kieran? Yeah. I don't like think it's one, Kieran. It, it I, can't I, be. It makes no sense. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's Kieran. I actually, honestly, I think it's Piper. I think she's just lying about it, but why would she refer, why would the old lady, just because she's crazy and old, refer to it as a son? Well, and that's the Piper's really a boy. No, Piper visited her beforehand. What if she kind of talked to her about it and kind of fed her the info to set up Branson? But then why would she come in later to set up Kieran? Or why would she come back later to then tell Emma that it was Kieran that she saw? That I don't know, yeah. but Piper's been really her the whole behavior in this episode was really suspicious, and coupled with the the attack on the sheriff, I think it's her. I'm honestly, I'm kind of, I kind of pulled back from Piper in this episode. Like I, I am not so certain that Piper is one of the killers anymore. I really don't think she is. See, this just heightened it for me. I think, yeah, I think it is. I think it is her. I don't know. I mean, I, we'll see. Someone has a very small build. And neither Kiernan nor Br- Branson have that. They're, they're kind of bigger guys. Like every time we've seen Brandon James, they're very almost petite mm-hmm. with smooth arms. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I didn't catch this earlier, but Noah Noah catches the fact that he says, "What's he say? Brandon's son, Brandon's son, Brandon's son." Which is something that that Chris and I talked about, like. What, what was it, three, four weeks ago? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> joking. <laughs> yeah, we were joking back and forth oh. on Twitter in our, in our DMs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that at all. So thanks for leaving me on the outside looking in, assholes. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, we didn't think it'd actually go there. Right. Yeah. You guys feel like Noah and Audrey are just kind of left to the side like all season they just play like just a little bit enough of a role but they're constantly abandoned to have weird cozy scooby-doo moments and then they're just forgotten again it does seem that way doesn't it 
Yeah, it's just weird. I just I feel like that's their function, though. Nobody has a function. Why is Jake still alive? Why? It's no purpose. Who knows? How many? That's one thing I was going to check. How many deaths have we had in total? Okay, four. Four. No, five. By the end of this episode? Because someone does die this episode. No, they don't. Did, did you not see the last second with the bloody dead body in the police station? Oh, okay. Yes, you're yeah. right. I thought you meant like one of the characters that we know. No. I find it weird that the mayor never shows up this episode. Yeah, he's busy getting raped getting in a jail. Broken out. Getting broken out. I don't know. It was just, the whole thing was just weird. It's weird that they created such a subplot. <laughs> like that body, the mysterious body. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't show up, and we only have one episode left. <laughs> it's not second. getting wrapped up. If we don't get a second season, I bet we don't know half of what's going on. And unless I'm, unless uh, him and Piper are the killers. Who and Piper? The mayor. Oh. Because I think that body is Tyler's. Because it's the only body we know about. Which which body? The one that was being dragged on camera. Oh, okay. Like that's the only body we've ever seen. Oh, but and his is the only one that was missing. But they found his body. That's we talked about this. I was going to bring it up earlier or at some point. Right. But they found his but body because it was in the was burning before car. Before that. What? The, the video was before that. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And the body's no longer in the freezer. Right. You are correct. I didn't think about that. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All I know is, like, for the first time in weeks, I am genuinely excited to see the next episode because I feel like it's going to finally, something is going to be revealed, whether it's, you know, the truth or whether it's all of it. I feel like something is going to happen. It better fucking deliver. And uh, I'm excited to see what it is. It better not deliver Branson and Karen as the killers. Because, as I said, that's Scream. You have Brooke, a.k.a. Tatum, her boyfriend, Stu. And then you have Billy, which is Kiernan, who has the creepy Billy haircut going on. <laughs> you know, Sydney is screaming. I think that would just be lame if they're just going to rehash the exact same scenario. I don't know, but... Anyway, where were we? <laughs> We've got off track. I know. So Emma and Piper go to Cassie James' house, which we already talked about, and she says, no, she can't remember the name of the person who visited, but they say, was his name Seth? And then she says, yeah, that was it. He was so handsome, like an old movie star. And so that's when Emma is just certain. It's case is closed. She's positive. It is Branson. And no matter what is said throughout the rest of the episode, it doesn't matter because it's Branson to her, which bugs the shit out of me. Um, and so her and Piper leave and they're talking in the car about how certain she is. And she leaves Piper's car, goes in the house, and then the camera pans over and we see Kieran looking on in a with a mean, mad look on his face. And uh, then the next scene is Emma on the staircase and the door. Someone knocks at the door and it's Kieran. He says, oh, you know, you shouldn't leave the door unlocked. She says, no, it's it's over. It's it's done. And then she decides that she wants to make up for lost time, which, again, Chris is kind of right. She's kind of kind of a slutty thing to say. And then they start making out. And so, um, and then, you know, they talk about the Halloween dance and then they're going to do pizza, which then there's this odd montage of them eating pizza. <laughs> like, what the fuck was the point of that? I don't know, but it happened. They they're ate pizza. A family. Oh, it's so yeah. cute. Yeah. 
Oh, it's the last time, you know, that they're going to have a good get-together. Right. HUD's still alive, mm-hmm. so. Exactly. Um, and so the next scene is Audrey and Noah back at the store, and Audrey says that Rachel's recorded everything, and that it's all saved up into the cloud. And Noah thinks that maybe Rachel recorded, you know, Branson doing something, which then caused her death. And so because uh, Audrey has the password, they're going to look. And so they start looking through the tapes, I guess. And then we go back to uh, Jake's house with Brooke. And Brooke basically accuses him of being the one that was spying on her. He says no and then says something about her family. And she gets pissed off and says that this was such a mistake and grabs stuff and then leaves. And then we have HUD talking about how they pinged where the cell phone that they found in Branson's classroom where it was used and it's nowhere near where he lives. And so they say like the lawyers are going to eat that up. And so he says, well, I'm going to go, you know, door to door and see if anyone can spot him or whatever the word is, can put him at the scene, basically identify him, put him at the scene. And so he leaves. And then we have what is probably my favorite scene of the series so far. And it's very Ty West. The whole next scene is done in one long take, which I fucking adore. Do you guys notice that? No. I actually didn't notice it was in one long take. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love long takes. I just didn't even, it didn't even register. Yeah, they're like my favorite thing in the world. And so HUD pulls up to this random house and there's a car there. He looks at the car, knocks on the door. The door pushes open. He goes back, gets the license plate, sends that in and then goes in the house and he's kind of looking around and um, eventually the killer comes up behind him and knocks him out. And now you think the way that he was knocked out was feminine, Ash? Yeah, because the way, okay, most guys, when they would swing a crowbar, mm-hmm. would lift it up over their head and bring it straight down on the dude. Yeah. Uh, there wouldn't be a, it there, because most guys are taught to just, you know, nail straight on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, power. Right. Uh, women, when they go to swing, and my wife pointed this out, because uh, I was like, well, she's like, rewind that, because of the way they they were holding it and the the build is wrong for uh one of the bigger guys too um i mean it could be branson uh but he's in jail <laughs> so right there's that but uh just because the build it's slight um and he's not really built i mean he's taller but he's kind of scrawny mm-hmm. but uh but when the killer goes to swing the crowbar it, it comes in from the side like the crowbar is too heavy right uh plus Women tend to, when they go to swing like that, they will whip it from the side and hit him like that. You must whip it. Yeah, I mean it's a good point. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure that it's just not. Uh, I'm not sure that they put that much thought into it, but they may have because it was Ty West doing this one. When I, you know, he's a an established director, so I could see that happening. Can I just say it's weird that you're the sheriff. You're not going to look to see who owns that house. <laughs> Well, they sent well, not in. Just that, but, no, not just that, but he didn't. Yeah, he called in the um for the license plate, mm-hmm. but then didn't bother to tell him, "Hey, I'm at this house." That's what I thought was weird is that he didn't say, "I'm you know going into this house at this address." Yeah. yeah. And so then we get to the next half of the episode, or you know, kind of entering the finale of the episode. Um, any thoughts? Uh, any any thoughts so far? Overall, can they all die. Can I please? <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want i did like the long take i just i whoever was writing the cop needs to actually like you know deal with actual police work do for research. a while yeah yeah and, and research it because they they were terrible 
this whole this whole series <laughs> it's just it's like way beyond terrible mm-hmm. it, it's like it, it, i'm sorry this town would have completely and totally fired him and brought in somebody else <laughs> right probably year ago when they lost the evidence yeah exactly (laughs) all right so going to the dance i love the fact and when she first put it on i was like i really hope this is an uma thurman costume and then it turned out to be an uma thurman costume and i was very very excited about that for pulp fiction i I could tell that just like i i could tell that just just from her putting on the wig i was like ah pulp fiction yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> that's what I said too. But I would you never know with the show. Bridget said something else, and I was like, no, this has to be the Pulp Fiction scene. And fortunately, it was. So you mean Karen wasn't interviewed from the vampire or interview with the vampire? Was, <laughs> uh, that's what I got from that. Oh man, he was slick. He was yeah. He was dressed up as um as John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, Mm. And then they did the whole dance. Are you being sarcastic? I don't. I can't tell. I really didn't pick up on any of that. I thought he was really. Oh yeah, man! I thought he was like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt from Interview with the Vampire. And then they did the whole Pulp Fiction dance. You didn't catch that? No, no I uh, hate Pulp Fiction. You hate Pulp Fiction. Well, that's the end of this Pulp podcast. Pulp Fiction is a terrible you one for tonight. I will catch you on the flip side. Pulp <laughs> <laughs> is a fucking masterpiece. How can you not like Pulp Fiction? Because it's horribly written. In what stupid and pointless is it horrible? Oh, we can't have this conversation now. We'll have to add yeah. that on another episode in the future. <laughs> I imagine that that would, that would be like an hour long diatribe for the both of you. Yeah. So right, <laughs> skip that for now. Um, and so what do we have next? Emma and Audrey at the store. Uh, they've been oh watching Rachel's videos all night, and so then they're getting ready to leave or getting ready to set up or whatever. Uh, Noah says. And then she's like, oh, wait. And then they find the part in the video where Kieran is at the bar with Nina, which Nina wasn't lying in that interview that she gave at Comic-Con. She was going to show up again later in the series. And here she is. For two seconds. Exactly. For two seconds. She's so hot. I wish she didn't die in the first episode. Like, they could have switched one of the actors for, you know, Nina. She she wanted to die, though. (sighs) Like, she was supposed to be the main character. And she's like, I want to be Drew Barrymore. As if she was someone famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anything important here? Anything important here? Okay, so we're in the dance now. Noah's the master ceremonies. I want to hear everybody scream. Oh. <laughs> God, I wanted to shoot myself right there. End it. So we find out that eventually at some point here, Emma, oh, this was earlier. We find out that uh, Brooke is having an after party. She says she has a reputation to uphold. So one thing I love is that the Scream TV series started off at a party at Brooke's house, and it's going to end, clearly, at a party at Brooke's house. I really like that. They're bookending it that way, and they're bookending with the same director as well. So that'll be interesting. All right, so basically, this whole next few moments here are Audrey and Noah deciding whether or not they're going to tell Emma about the video that they found, about the fact that Kieran was in the video with, with Nina the day before she died. And... Um, Audrey said, dead set on telling her. Because of course she is. Exactly. <laughs> but in between, we have the Pulp Fiction dance, which was awesome. My, I love that when he walks in, Noah sees him, and he like jumps up to the laptop, and Aud- Audrey's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, well, he's not going to kill her during the dance. And then he puts on the Pulp Fiction music. I love that part. Yeah, that was funny. There was another line that Noah said earlier. It was like, I want to hear the Fava Bean by Fava Bean play-by-play, or whatever it was. 
about what Branson did when you talked to him in the interrogation room. I thought that was hilarious. I didn't even pick up on that either. <laughs> I, I missed that one. Out. I was like, I'm done with this stupidity. <laughs> um, all right. So Emma finds out about the video. She Audrey shows it to her. And Emma's not on board. She still thinks it's Branson. And then they go to he, uh, they go to dance, uh, her and Kieran. And so Kieran's like, what's up with Audrey? And so she tells Kieran about the video. And so he says that, and she's like, why didn't you tell me you knew her? And so that's when he pulls her aside. He's like, I didn't know her. I had, I met her that one night at the bar. I had a epic fight with my dad and I went to the bar. And so he saw her across. He said that she was beautiful, bored, and a little drunk. And so they talked and he drove her home. She tried getting him inside, but he refused. And then he left. And then she was murdered the next day, obviously. And so Emma says that she wants to believe him, but Kieran can tell that she doesn't. And so he throws Branson winning. He's like, oh, if you don't believe me, then Branson wins. Even from his jail cell, Branson wins. And then he walks away. And so Emma and Audrey have another confrontation. And it ends in Audrey saying, you know, I'm going, I'm crashing Brooke's party and getting drunk. So that's how we know that's what's coming up in obviously the next episode. Oh, there's one thing in this, um, earlier in the, in this part of the episode, um, at the party when he first arrives, he goes to get, or after the dance, he goes to get punched. And he talks to Emma's mom and Emma's mom's like, Hey, can you call your dad? You know, cause I can't get a hold of him. He's like, yeah, sure. Right. He steps off to the side and he tries to call his dad mm-hmm. and he doesn't get through. And he actually looks really concerned. Like he's like, uh, that's not good. And he kind of puts his phone away and heads in. Right. But that's, that's another reason I think it's not him. Uh, it's because he's not, if he was tied to him, he'd be all over that. You know, oh, okay, you know, he wouldn't have even bothered to make the phone call. Yeah, I agree. That's It's a good point. I mean, who knows if he actually did make that call to who he said he was going to make the call to, but if he True. did, then, yeah. So we have Jake hitting on Eva. It's just some random classmate, I would assume. And, uh, okay, the line that he, they start making out, and then he asks her if she's ever been inside a behemoth. Can anyone explain to me what the hell that means? This truck. Oh, okay. Thank you, because I was fucking lost. Yeah, he's referring to his truck. Gotcha. That makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, Kesha talks about her gold Trans Am, which is her vagina. Like, I get that. Who talked about that? Kesha, the singer, oh, she sings about the gold Trans Am. <laughs> okay. It's all about her vagina. Gotcha. I'm not caught up on my Kesha. I apologize. God. It came <laughs> out like three years ago. Oh. All right. So this is when Piper shows up and uh, she tells Emma that she went back to Cassie James's house and she showed him pictures and it wasn't Branson who she saw, but in, it was in fact Kiernan. And that's... Doesn't she say she showed a yearbook? She says she showed pictures from the eulogy. Or from, like, the Candlelight Vigil, I think it was. Uh, I thought she said yearbook. I'm like, that makes no sense, because neither of them would be in the yearbook, because that year yearbook isn't out yet, and they're both new. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was from the vigil. And so, they're like, oh, well, we need to go find Kieran. And then the lights go out, and they, uh, like, the big projector turns on, and it's HUD tied to a tree, and he's, you know, bleeding and clearly hurt. And then that part of it ends, and we have the final scene at the jailhouse, the slow camera roll in, which again is very Ty West, which I really liked. And it turns, and we see the blood trail leading from the cell, and we see the prison guard locked to the cell, who's dead, presumably, with all this blood around him, and the voiceover saying, oh, 
put an APB on Branson. You know, Seth Branson has escaped. Blah, blah, blah. And the episode ends. Which was the weirdest dialogue choice there. I just thought that was weird. Like, I think if it was just silent and just panned in, it would have worked better. Yeah, I think, I feel like the reason they said who it was is so that you didn't think it was the mayor. I don't know. It was just weird. It's all weird. And how about all of that? The video of HUD and the police station thing was all in the preview two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So, like, I knew all that was going to happen. Thanks to that wonderful next three episode clip. Yep, I didn't because I didn't watch it. Woo woo. (laughs) I did watch the preview for next week, though, and it looks good. I don't know. They're screaming. That there is. That's all I remember. I like that. No, what's Noah say? He says, if you are the. Uh, what, okay, if you're the survivor girl, I'm the know-it-all sidekick. Oh, crap, I'm going to die. <laughs> I like that. I see if you saw a scream, he would know he would let it. But I don't know. Yeah, but I the guy, they, um, what the, what's his face in scream thought he was going to die too. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he barely lived. Then he dies in the sequel. Yes, violently, <laughs> surprisingly right in public. Yep, exactly. Probably one of my favorite kills. It's a, it's a good one, yeah. All right, so... Overall thoughts on this episode. Let's start with Ash. I liked it, other than the really stupid writing for the cops. It just, I'm, oh god, it drives me nuts. It's like <laughs> I, I, I know, you know, uh, they, they're trying to move the ball on, but there are smarter ways to do it. Right. And uh, yeah, just two lines of dialogue from a HUD. You know, hey, I'm out at this place, or you know, I'll be checking out along down this road. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> It's because they have to fit in their 20 minutes of commercials. Uh, but it's just, uh, that that's kind of stupid. The, the party was an interesting idea, at least. But it's just like, really, the town's going to have a party for that? I, I kind of get the bullshit reasoning for it. But, yeah. Uh, it's still bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I liked the, the episode. I thought it was paced pretty good, at least. So Excellent. Yeah. And what about you, Chris? Oh, it was down there with episodes four, five, and six, Ugh. right there at the bottom. Just, I just didn't care. And then, like to me, nothing happened. It was just the writing is just so bad. It just feels like nothing ever happens. <laughs> and then the whole it's Kieran and Branson. I'm like, if that's the answer, I'm not even watching the second season because I just don't care. And I think that's my problem. I just don't care about these characters. I don't like any of them. Mm-hmm. And they could all just die. And I'd be like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. But we'll see how the final episode plays out. Yeah, I I, th- I really like this episode a lot, as I said or already multiple times. I thought the direction was excellent. And there was a lot of just really good moments, like the HUD at the, uh, you know, presumably abandoned house and then the final scene with the camera slowly pushing into the jail cell to see all the blood there's just some really cool moments i thought this was exactly what i want in in a setup episode this is you know episode the second to last episode and so this got me excited to watch it all you know come to a head in the next episode next week and so it was exactly what i was hoping it would be and without a doubt my favorite episode since episode three um, I didn't enjoy last, I, I liked a couple weeks ago, but I didn't like last week at all. And so I'm glad that it finally hooked me again. And that got, that has me excited. And I really am interested to see the finale. If one, just because it'll be done. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance that if, if we don't find out who the killer is, I just I don't give a shit anymore. I'm not going to watch a second season because it's not worth it. I'll wait until the second season's out on Netflix and then skip to episode 10. You know, yeah, it's I just not worth it. too happy with the will we find out who the killer is tagline that they had. Yeah. That, that, that pissed my curious too. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. If I don't find out. I'm still not going to watch your second season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's a good point, though, because they have such shitty ratings. They may try to hook you for that next season by not revealing who the killer is and then not reveal it until next, you know, maybe the first episode of next season or something just to get more viewers to start the next season. No, Except they're going to lose all the people that they've got now because we'll be so pissed off. We're not going to tune in. I don't know. The teenagers that watch this show, they fucking love it. Like I because I always go to the TV by the numbers site. And the com- I always read the comments down there. That's like the only thing I read about the series is because I want to hear if there's like something been announced because that's why I find out most of my information. Then I can go research it on my own. But they're just like, I can't fathom for the life of me how the show is doing so poorly. It just it's so great. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, really? Are we watching the same show? But I mean, they're fucking probably, you know, 12. exactly 14 to 18 years old. So it's a little different. But all right. So, yes, I love the episode. Let's move on. The ratings game. All right, so what do you guys think? Did this one go up or down? Remember, last down. week had 645,000. I'm betting it's tanking. That is absolutely right. It dropped almost 15% from last week. <laughs> 554,000 viewers. Remember, last week's episode was 645,000. It dropped almost 15%. It was not on the TV by the numbers top 100 shows for the day, which again is a they, I don't know why they do this, but they the ratings that TV by the numbers list is the 18 to 49 demographic, but they actually rank the shows from 1 to 100 based on the uh, 25 to 54 demographic for the whole day. So I don't know why they do that, but that's just the way they do it. But it, again, I had to go to a different website to get the uh, the final numbers for the day. And that's, again, live plus same day rating. So I just, man, those are shit. Yeah, their live plus three day ratings have to be like, through the roof if they're even considering a second season. Exactly. I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense to me. But So that is that, I guess. Any closing thoughts at all on anything? Definitely think it's Piper. Yeah, I'm going with my Piper and Mare. It's my combo. I'm just so fucking lost now. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Isn't it the two people you thought it was going to be? Piper and Branson. That's what I've been saying the whole thing. I guess I'll have to stick with them. But like, I just like, I'm probably wrong because they made it out to be too obvious to be them, I feel like. And so that's why I feel like it won't be them. Audrey and Noah. I'm telling you. My second guess. I just, that would be terrible. It'd be awesome. It would make so much sense. Uh, it's a shame, too, that they haven't had Audrey running around with her handy cam like this whole season like she's kind of dropped it and hasn't been doing it because then we can have season two as found footage oh shit yeah let's completely drop the ball on that yeah they did speaking (laughs) of found footage i saw the trailer today for the new paranormal activity movie oh really yes how's that look uh a a hipster has a kid because he has a beard and he's drinking paps so he's obviously a hipster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they move to this house and they find all the camera footage from Paranormal Activity 3. Oh, I love that one. And basically they have a spirit camera. So this this one's in 3D. Really? Is, yeah. 
Oh boy. It's called a paranormal activity uh, ghost dimension. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, God. So, but it looks pretty cool. That's good. It looks like they kind of like really go with the 3D thing. Cool. I love so basically they're piecing it together, and the little girl, his daughter, starts mimicking the things that the girls are doing in the video. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like sinister too, I guess. Okay. Not two as in T O O, not number two. Oh, gotcha. But, <laughs> okay. But uh, it looked interesting. Awesome. But it opens the same day as Goosebumps. So now I'm torn. Really? Which do I see? Goosebumps, paranormal activity. We, we already know it's going to be Goosebumps. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. But... Oh, you're going to end up skipping out of Goosebumps and sneaking over to paranormal activity. I would never do that with my 3D glasses already half stowed away. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just excited for Scorch Trials. Me too. The visit. Those are my my films next month. The visit's so in September, pretty... right? I forgot about yeah, that. September 11th, and then uh, Scorch Trials is the 18th. I wonder if I can get Bridget to go to the visit while we're in California. Mm-hmm. There you go. We shall see. Or you could just do two for one. <laughs> Wait a week and then see both. Right. But see, my thing is, I think the visit people will spoil. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Until Dawn. I think people are going to spoil it. Yeah. Because, like, before it came out, I pulled up a stream of it, and I had just missed spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. Someone got booted for spoiling it. Gotcha. Because hmm. I think the guy was, like, on chapter two. Okay. And it was during one of the psychology sessions. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to assume he explained that session. Right. Okay. Or why, why we have the session. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, if you know what scene we read from earlier in this episode, make sure you send me an email at contactatcinefessions.com or hit me up on Twitter at Simon1 or at Cinefessions with a DM with the correct answer. And all the correct answers will be put into a random drawing. And one winner will be chosen on next week's episode. So make sure you tune in then. And you will win a Death Race and Death Race 2 Blu-ray uh, double feature pack. And anyone can enter this one. doesn't have to be just be the U.S. It can be anybody. And we'll see if I regret that in the future. But excellent. Are we allowed to enter? No, not you. Damn it. Yeah, you suck, so you can't enter. Yeah, we, we kind of know what it's from. Yeah, you do. Well, two of us do. <laughs> no, no, there was a label on there. <laughs> there was. Scenes from, yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. All right, thanks, guys. And uh, thank thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will catch you next time. Bye.